Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary here and Anita Baldwin. Hi, how are you? Hello, I am very good, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. Plenty of energy today considering we are recording this on a Friday at bloody 20 to 7 is when we're at. Uh, in the yeah. evening, we're actually recording this. This is like... We don't work at this time. Like, and you can't even stay awake past seven, let alone on a Friday. Um, but yeah, we've had a, a, a interesting week, haven't we? In one of them weeks, different bits and bobs. Do you know, I can't even on. believe it's Friday. It's gone so it's flying by. Flying by. Well, oh yeah, I went to see uh, Michael Bublé impersonated, mm. didn't I? Yeah, yeah. That was Tuesday. With all the oldies, uh, she was one of the youngest there. So Tuesday, I'm in like a beautiful old country house, like, uh, you know, expensive price per ticket, seeing a Michael Bublé act who's really good, all dressed up, black tie, really nice. Wednesday, went out in Mark's van for a kebab. (laughs) Takes all sorts. And I went to a Money and Mindset event on Wednesday, actually. It was really good. Got to catch up with a load of people that are kind of i'm in i'm in the group i'm in that sort of group of people i've known them for quite a while but because of lockdown and things we just haven't seen each other for ages so it's just there was all new people there as well and some oldies so it's good to catch up with people and meet some new people actually in real life face to face so today's podcast we've got uh, nadine lewis with us actually and she has been um we were grateful because she helped us out and did a masterclass in our academy so if you're not in the academy what, what the actual f guys do you know what i mean it's like it's only an amount that's not a lot per month, which changes all the time. That's no, we don't gonna, say the amount. Say the we actual don't know amount. When you're listening. <laughs> it's really like your podcast is free. The next step for you to take in your Get Savvy Club journey is to join the academy if you're not in it already and that's our monthly membership where we have master classes from experts me and anita go like we do zoom calls this, twice a month this is the biggie the thing that makes it for people in my opinion is that you can get on. all you have to do is turn up twice a month on a zoom ask us anything and we will we'll kick your ass we'll knock down those obstacles we'll give you some great business ideas we'll help you out we'll inspire you we'll make you laugh um, we'll make you feel part of a community and more than that we'll keep you just plodding forward all the time because when you're working on your own it can sounds be- fantastic i really want to be just plodding forward yeah you're doing, business. Plodding you're doing business because when you're working on your own it's often it's hard to get motivated it's hard to kind of see the wood for the trees and take that step back so if you if you just like meeting with a group of people twice a month saying okay i'm stuck with this and you're just always moving forward in business you're going to get where you want to be aren't you it's yeah. and hair. Yeah, there's a few other bonuses in it as well. I don't want to go into massive details because you might be listening to this in blooming 2023. And it, right now it it's in like it. December 2021. I forgot what year we were in then. Check it out. It will still be in existence whenever you're listening to this, but it might have form, might have changed its form. It might have different bonuses, whatever. But it will be an accessible, easy, you know, not extravagant amount to pay a month to be in our world next level up from a free podcast kind of a thing. So that's the Get Savvy Academy. We'll put the link in there. But anyway, the whole point of this was, what I was saying that, is that Nadine did a masterclass, because you might not be able to believe this, but actually Anita and I don't have the answers to everything, do we? We don't actually know everything. You might think we do, but we don't. So things like, for example, websites, we don't know how to build websites. So if there was a, question, so there was a question on um, Wix websites in particular, actually, and we needed an expert to do a masterclass on that, and we got Nadine to do it, and that's who we interviewed today. So we'll get into it in a minute, but 
for me, um, two things really. It was really interesting to hear her story. But what I also noticed about Nadine is she's done a masterclass in our academy. I'm friends with her on Facebook. We also are in similar groups as well online. And I didn't know this amazing story about her that she's going to go into. So just goes to show an incredible story yeah you need to be letting people know this stuff right because the more we can get to know you the more we can you know relate to you or understand where you're coming from the more likely basically people are more likely to buy from you if they know like and trust you so the knowing but also yeah but she's got an incredible amazing story not everybody's got a story however what we did say and it was probably after we'd stopped recording is that although that is an incredible story and it's really 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 interesting to listen to it's not necessarily relatable to Mm. because nobody's been like not many people have been where she's been and done what she's done so it's the little things that are part of your story that you share that are relatable and that will also draw people to you so if you're sitting there thinking oh I can't top that you know what on earth am I going to go out with you don't need to and in fact you know it'll be more beneficial to your business not to um, but to go out and just talk about the little things that go on in your life that people can you know relate to like Leicester City that's not a little thing in my life no but it might be boring to you Anita and Bake Off could be boring to other people but cake it's what we enjoy it's what we enjoy I'll eat it I don't need to watch a tv program about it do I yeah the point is the most successful tv program that's been exported around the world ever is it really yes a lot of that. until I was listening to something the other day and then I went oh I'll remember that and share it with Anna and completely oh, oh, instantly oh, forgot that. it but yeah, uh, it's in there uh, it's all in there somewhere yeah you had it there ready for when I go oh, who cares about Bake Off and you can go well actually actually Anna do. yes another huge takeaway from this particular episode is just um, to take note of how different your lives can be at different stages and how opportunities yeah. How when you have these people that say, I get people a lot that will say to me, oh, you're lucky. And yeah, I will agree. <laughs> I'm lucky. But, you know, when I when I was lucky enough to go to Italy and be on a super yacht for some billionaires, long story, while we were there, we met James Corden. And um, someone who I know said, when I saw that, I thought you, you'd fall into a, a, a pile of shit and come up smelling of roses. You would not only have you done that, but you happened to bump into James Corden on the way. So... I would say I'm lucky, but I also would say that I definitely make my own look as well. You you do make your own look. Everybody, you, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, lucky people. Because you don't get opportunity. You're not working, out there. Funnily enough, you know, I got the opportunity to do certain things because if other people get to do things that are great, I celebrate that. And I think it's awesome that they get to do great shit. I don't sit there jealous and think I want to do yeah. that. Why don't I get that? I think that's oh, that's amazing that you're doing that. Brilliant, blah blah blah. And then obviously, mm. it's all about energy, isn't it? All that woo woo stuff. You just yeah. elevate you up as well, and then yeah. look can come your way. But you do need to, you oh, know, being open to things. Yeah. But if you think you don't have a story, one of the most interesting posts I put out in terms of response and engagement from people and interested to read about their stuff is when I kind of was thinking about, oh, you know, you always think, oh, we haven't quite achieved this, and I need to do that, and this is on my to do list, which is getting longer. And I thought about where I'd come, and I thought, you know, this time ten years ago, I was married to a different man. I was living in a different house in a different part of Leicester. I had a different job. I had a different group of friends, um, and I had like toddler children. So 
pretty much every single aspect. Oh, I didn't have a dog. Every single aspect of my life over the last 10 years has changed for the better. Um, and so I kind of just put out, you know, here's the difference in 10 years. Me, has made yeah, me in that time, didn't you? Do yeah. You know what I mean? Started so, a business, yeah. you know, get, given up employment, started a business. Masses of change, and masses decade. of improvement. Um, so I just said, you know, what was your life 10 years ago? And it's really interesting, all the things people have done and I just think you never look back and think oh god I've come a long way and even the hard bits you know I'm not saying divorce was easy but you know now really <laughs> worth it though eh? yeah, <laughs> but yeah at the time really difficult but if so if you're struggling to think of what your story might be just think right where was I 10 years ago and I'm betting there's an awful lot that you've not necessarily you know you don't call getting divorced an achievement do you but surviving it is an achievement i guess isn't yeah. it and so that's and a different all part chapter of your in your story. life moving on to yeah. a different chapter a different op- like another opportunity different things to do and it actually we had um stacy mcdonald on a, um, an episode not that long ago and she actually said about a, a great tip was to just well look for your cv but who has a cv these days but what she meant is like if you set up your LinkedIn like old school way, if you've not joined us and revamped it properly, you will have your setup as a, 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 a kind of a CV, I guess. And you can look at that, where where you were, where, where you worked, who you worked with at the time. And then you can really see actually, oh, wow, how, how far have you come in that time? Just That's just in your work life. Never mind everything else that, that perhaps gone on with you, like kids and husbands um you know all hobbies you might have started yeah. stopped job started again yeah i mean yeah. somebody said oh you know in that time i've listed a few things and one of them was lost a hundred pounds you're like bloody hell that's you know an achievement, <laughs> i thought you it? meant they're like money, money. <laughs> <laughs> still looking for it <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like money and also I was thinking like it's only 100 pounds not a lot to lose on horses over 10 years don't uh, don't worry so about I it I knew someone I wanted who'd um had a, like a teenage stepson and they they'd been gardening all day and they said to their teenage stepson oh um what did they say oh um I put a hundred bulbs in the garden today or a thousand bulbs in the garden today and and he just went what how tacky and she went oh no it's going to be lovely and he went well switch it on then <laughs> she obviously meant gardening bulbs and he yeah. thought it was just like bulbtastic in yeah, the garden like these blackpool illuminations like yeah. that garden with a thousand bloody bulbs yeah would be wouldn't it the miscommunication like um what was it my son said about um yeah, it was a graph about our, yeah, yeah, our, yeah. our podcast downloads had gone yeah. up, and like, and he went, he thought it was the COVID. Um, what was it? The the death. He said, "Oh, people are still dying." <laughs> people are <laughs> like not when they listen to our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, but no, it was just because our podcast, like that was our podcast graph. But because the only graph that bloody kid sees is nine for the last two years of his life, whatever it's been, it's been graphs on deaths. That's the that's their grass that they've been brought up with, guys. <laughs> um, pie charts of deaths in countries and graphs and charts. Anyway, let, let's get. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review, and subscribe. So, if you want to let our listeners know a little bit about you, your background, and what you do right now, that'd be fantastic. Okay, um, I am a web designer. I start in desktop publishing. I have a degree in HR, so between the desktop publishing and HR, I sort of spent, I don't know, about six years working my way up to HR director. Then I had three kids 
in three years. So going back to work. Um, Blimey, three kids in three years, that's well, a job. Once. <laughs> oh, but <I> cheated. <laughs> Still so, hard work, though, three under three. It, it, it was three under three was hard work. Mm. And the thing is, the stupid thing is, is, you know, I'm going back 20, 20. Three twenty-four years now. My eldest is twenty-four. Is even back then I couldn't afford childcare for all three of them, and I was mm. an HR director. So I actually yes. feel really sorry for new parents now because it, it's so extortionate. Yeah. Um, but, but hence the rise of like the side hustle and the job yes. that fits around your children, and you know the internet has facilitated all that, hasn't it? And the ability to do your your own website using something like Wix. And that's right. Know. I then I started my side hustle. Was supposed to be my little thing to keep myself busy because I'd always and worked. sane as well. Um, and it took off. Um, the days before Facebook even, um, there was parenting forums. So I was on these parenting forums. I had this concept idea. And unbeknown to me, one of the Boots buyers was part of this parenting forum and had seen my product. And so what was your side hustle? Sorry, it was a children's ID wristband. Oh. That it was right at the very start when when um, mobile phones were, were just coming in. So it was quite a new thing. Everybody had a mobile, but not a smartphone. Mm. You know, it, it really what it was the Nokia days, the Nokia mm. brick days. And um, I because I had twins. The, the PR story was that um, I was in a clothes shop. One ran off in one direction. The other one ran off in the other direction. Oh, yeah. run after. And I had this concept, a, a loose concept that, you know, if one of them would have been wearing a wristband, had they got lost, they could have been returned to me because I had my mobile phone with me. I was sort of selling prototypes of this. And the Boots buyer was, was there. The first thing... I sort of knew about any of this was when I received a 138-page request for information document from, from Boots. Email. That's why like, I'd never worked with Boots. 138 pages. <laughs> you wouldn't have even read that, Anna, would you? And, and do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I didn't <laughs> no, I'm, I don't think I would. At the time was um, a national account manager, and he was so used to dealing with these things. I went... There you go, go and deal with that. I have no idea. Be useful. <laughs> Just freak me out. Lo and behold, if I didn't get that blinking boots order. So start big, Ben. <laughs> yeah, we got into um, every store that they had in the UK. Wow. So 1,050 stores it was at the time. So you six had to suddenly weeks. go into production then? We had six weeks to turn an order yes. around. I mean, obviously, How exciting. From the request from information, we then got invited down to see the Boots buyer. And I took my ex-husband because he was he was a national account manager. And I was like, okay, I'm an HR manager. I don't, I don't understand any of this stuff. It was just the most phenomenal journey. People say it was luck. But let me tell you, so much hard work goes into creating that look. Yeah, that's yeah. There. Yes, it was the right You created that opportunity. But had I not been on the parenting forums and marketing it, marketing it, marketing it, she wouldn't have heard about it in the first place. Yeah. We got assigned straight into corporate for the Bank of Scotland, um, Halifax Bank of Scotland, HBOS, and we had a banking team around us and they put in a finance team around us. And for that first order, I actually, we, we had found a manufacturer. We had nothing. I mean, it really was concept product. We'd had no packaging or anything. So, 
you're learning as you go along what's impactful because you've got a little tiny product, three kids' ID wristbands with a, a reusable pen in a pack. Retail price is six pounds. They're only, you know, the pack was that big. Yeah. Hanging from a clip strip in a sack store the size of boots you know you just learn so much and I had um I had to then go and source the product get it manufactured bring in a plane full seven pallets of pens I mean you can imagine that <laughs> like you've never seen anything like it it was just not sorry not pallets containers of pens it was just Wow. The most incredible thing we had, we only had six weeks to turn this order around, get it all packed up, and get it all on on shelf. And of course, I had no money to do it because they hadn't paid us, and yeah. the terms were actually thirty days net. So that's thirty days after the end of the month that you deliver. So we were asked to deliver on the second of the month, and we didn't get paid for more or less sixty days. Oh yeah. Uh, Basically, what I did was I gave the deeds of my house to the manufacturer. So there you go, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you haven't even got time to wait for uh, loans or any of that. Like, oh, no, it's too much of a risk because it's just one order. So yeah. in that time, we then picked up Mother Care, but their order was tiny in comparison, so that wasn't enough of an order. And I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? Anyway, I did eventually get the funding, um, but not until way after we delivered. So it was sort of halfway through. But in the meantime, the manufacturer was quite happy with the deeds of my house, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, it's great thinking. I'm not sure I'd have thought of it. It was sort of, I said yes, and then you make it happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't think I slept for okay. you know, that, that six months. It was just phenomenal. We had a few really exciting years on it you know I then on the back of all that I won a national business award people in my category were the chairman of Orange and Bank of Scott and I won and I'm like yay yay (laughs) when you were doing all this were you just so focused on getting it done and so busy that it got you through or did you have like imposter syndrome of I can't do this what am I doing here I was just like wow what a journey yeah it was really wow what a journey I'm sort of the sort of person that just rolls with it mm. from from the business award I was then invited to speak in, um, to the select committee for entrepreneurship in the house of commons yay why not you know <laughs> Yeah, oh god, I love that. Uh, that that was it. It was it was great. Um, from there, I was then asked to have lunch with the deputy governor of the Bank of England, and I'm like, I don't know the first thing about economics, but I'll wing it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but they want to see you, so you know. Yeah, you know, it it was just the most incredible few years I think I just got carried along on it and and the most important thing I think I, I came to realize during that time is not to believe the PR that goes yeah. around you because the bigger you are the more people suck up to you the bigger they build you up and remember this is all set against the backdrop of my kids being really young at the time oh God, yeah. you know babies so um, was it huge did you make a load of money I made a very nice living but The flip side of it is that I was very, very naive. So, you know, retail price of the product was £6. 
my manufacturing costs all in were about £1.50. Selling to Boots, we were selling at more or less £3 a pack. Mm. You've got to add my accountant said at the time, this, this being the bank-appointed accountant, you've got to sell a lot of plastic crap at that oh. to, to make any money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. But that, that, that's exactly what you said to me. And he was right. Um, we did have to sell an awful lot of, of product. But also what you don't know at the time, it's great for the ego. Don't get me wrong. It's phenomenal for the ego. But when you deal with the likes of Boots, and we also sold into Asda and Mother Care, WH Smith, Walgreens, Target in Australia, you name it. We, they were like, it, we got carried away with it all is that they've got two ways of making money, these stores. The customers are walking through the front door and the suppliers through the back door. So an example being that um, one of them used to insist that we we were put forward for a Baby and Child Award every year with, with a, the Baby and Child magazine. For the Baby and Child magazine, if you were to apply for the award direct, it was £40. They charged us £260 and we didn't have a choice. We had to do it through them. <sighs> we used to get charged advantage card points. So, you know, if they do the double advantage card promotion. Comes off of your bottom line, not theirs. Oh, jeez. Oh. I won't use any of these. You know, all these promotions are paid for by the supply. And they wouldn't tell us that they were doing it. You'd suddenly get invoiced. Yeah. You, know, you were on double points. See, that's probably they had a big enough, a bigger contract than an yeah. RFI document. And, you know, yeah. who's going to quibble about all that? As much as the RFI was... was that sort of length the contract was actually even bigger and I took yeah. it to my, my cousin who was a, a solicitor for a global firm he was a partner at a global firm and he said let me pass it on to one of my guys to look at and this guy got in touch with me and he went I wrote this contract for them he said let me tell you you either sign it or you don't he said the only clause that isn't absolutely watertight is whatever he said and you don't want to quibble that. It's a nonsense. He said, but it's so watertight. He said, so you've got a choice. You yeah. either take it or you leave it. You know, you, yeah. you're not going to be able to negotiate. When you're boots, you don't need to negotiate. Particularly no. with you starting out. You, It would literally David and Goliath, wasn't it? I mean, another way thing is that, you know, these are all things that I wish people had told me um, because you go into it really green and really naive and you think, oh, you know, great, I've got these big contracts. But if someone bought a pack of wristbands for £6, got outside the shop and just decided that they'd changed their mind, I'd be charged a £10 restocking fee. What? Oh, wow. Yes. It's funny, isn't it? You hear, oh, I've had this idea, and then Boots took it up, put it in all their stores, and I just think... Well, you must be a multimillionaire then. And then the detail kicks in and you're like, oh, okay. It was actually really hard work. I, mean, my, I, I lost that business through naivety. I had um, a company um, in Australia. We were selling into Target Australia and my business name was Identity Kids with an S at the end. And I had every variation apart from Identity Kid without the S. So I had dashes in the middle. I had different spellings and I had it spelt with a whack, but it never dawned on me to get it without the S. They sued me for passing off. I went to this person for advice. I got pushed through onto um, corporate lawyers and basically we. I ended up in four court cases. They were suing me for passing off twice and I was counter-suing them. 
eventually won. But what happened in the meantime was that their solicitors would say, we need an extension. My solicitors would say, yes, yeah, sure, no problem. Here's an extension and charge me £500. Only the lawyers win, don't they? Only the lawyers. So oh, when people yeah, yeah. say, you know, my biggest advice to people, especially when you see it all the time, oh, someone's copying me, rebrand. If only I'd rebranded. Rebranding would have just saved me a whole business. And it was a good business at the time. I did eventually win. Only because I turned around and said to the solicitors, not playing anymore, had enough. Yeah, well, we told them that you'll extend. Don't know, don't care. Mm, Your yeah. problem. I didn't say I'd extend. You know, and eventually, once once I sort of really, really, really stood my ground, it was a whole day of standing my ground. It, it was horrible. The other side folded. I won. I won costs. And they folded. So it left me with, with huge legal debts. Yeah. Yeah. And also the cynicism of it. Like, you know, I've oh. set up a business. I've had a great idea. I'm really going for it. And yeah. you know, people are just there to knock you down. All the time. And and it turned out that this person was being advised by her, her own husband, who was a solicitor. She didn't actually have any legal fees. She wasn't paying anything, yeah. No, she was just, no, and she was just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. She thought that I would eventually give in. And of course I didn't. You live and learn. The next time I set up a business which was selling, um, I'd already sort of started the business, but I'd kept them very separate, selling medical bracelets for people with Alzheimer's or um, hidden health conditions. And I didn't go through the main stores, even though they wanted the product. Um, my average basket value was £45, depending on what style it was. But my average cost to make was £1.47. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a better um, yeah. thing, isn't it? You know, so, yes, I was turning over as much. It's busy fools, isn't it? You know? Yeah, there's so many businesses out there that like, yeah. look fantastic. From the when, when you first started, well, obviously, you went in like a, a high level. But if you're just an average business owner or whatever, and you, you think, right, oh, I'm going to start networking or I'm going to go out there, I'm going to start connecting. You, you go to these meetings and you look around and you think, wow, look, everyone's like really doing well. And they've got these really great businesses and they're all flying. And it's only when you get to know them. Yes. And you realise, no, it isn't that at all. Um, no. It's not what it what it looks like. I mean, no. I've, been, I've been where I've seen someone win an award one week and literally like a month later, I've heard that they've gone bust. So it's like well, actually when they were taking that award, they knew full well that their business was like, but what could they do? Because there was in that sea of it, someone had nominated them, they'd had to go to book the table, they were there, you know, but in their mind, there must have been, you oh, know. I mean, when, when my business went, I had no idea. It was a it was a window of opportunity. As awful as this sounds, it was a window of opportunity. My boots buyer was getting married, so our annual big order, not the, the top up orders, was delayed. Asta had just withdrawn, but hadn't told us. We found out when we went to log into the system on the Monday, and we had to eat seven pallets of stock for them. And remember, these are tiny little packs, so you can imagine yeah. how much stock we had. It was just, it was, it was just everything. Everything was going with this lawsuit, and and you know when just it, it was like a perfect storm. And I, I was having a new website designed at the time, and as I rang up my web designer and said to him, "Just stop, just just don't go for it." 
I just don't know what's happening. He said to me, look, I can't help you, but I know someone that can. He put me in touch with a fella. To this day, I've no idea who I spoke to. I sat in a car park and cried. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got all this stuff going on and the, these legal fees and I've not got my boots ordered. And he went, stop. I'm going to give you a phone number. He gave me a phone number and it turned out to be a liquidator. And I had no idea. And I literally made that decision. It was a split decision, split second decision. I went to see him the day before Easter, Good Friday. And I put the business into liquidation that morning. Mm. And it was gone, you know, and it was gone. But it was just the right time. It was just, as I say, this perfect storm. Then when I came back, the boots order had come through. (laughs) So we, you know, we, we took that that order. Um, she, she, we, we changed the the company name and one thing. And as I say, we had all the stock because of Asda. Um, yes, and we were able to fulfil it. But I gave it up after that. Yeah. So was, how did you start designing websites then? Because I had my own e-commerce businesses, I was always doing the marketing myself. So on the digital marketing side, you know, it was back in the days where we all had a free lunch on social media. It was so much easier. You had visibility. You know, you could post what you wanted. There was no censorship or anything that we've got going on now. I also knew that I needed to know how the website worked because a big part of that was the search engine optimization. And bear in mind that, you know, when I first started, I started doing desktop publishing. So I already had design skills. I was already interested in fonts and how things look and building it up. So really, it was just a case of sort of tinkering around with the back end of, of my own website. Um, and then I used to, I just used to do it as my psychic because I used to enjoy it. And, you know, when you're working as... Um, an e-commerce manager and you're very sales targets and you know the technical taking a product from literally concept all the way through and I used to enjoy the design I you know I always enjoy doing design so for me it was just a creative outlet and I just used to design sites for people so I carried on doing it basically yeah, it's great to do a business that is your passion anyway and you enjoy doing it. You know, after all those years of stress, 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 and then I spent sort of a little while in between going into failing businesses and working with, with businesses that were struggling. Oh, um, right. That was interesting. Based on all that you'd learned super fast. Yeah. yeah. And because I'd had my own business that failed, especially when you've sort of got a reasonable sized business as, as I had, you're looking at supply chain and you're looking at customer service, return. Did you employ staff? Yeah. We had eight in-house plus packing teams. So how long you know, were you going for? Five, six years. Oh, right. Okay, seven years. Then. Seven years it was. Yeah. So it was, it was quite a while. We ran on minimal staff because we had it all turning over. Mm. But then, you you know, the manufacturers, we became part and parcel of what we were doing. And, you know, so it, we had our own teams within their plant. I always ran it on minimal people, but, but we still had sort of reasonable amount of people. But you're happier doing what you do now. Yeah, I enjoy doing it. I don't just design websites. I help people 
there's no point in just having a pretty website. Yeah. It needs to be functional. It needs yeah. to work. So I've sort of take all that that knowledge, if you like, and help launch others. Um, I've always been passionate about small business. It's my background. It's where I came from. You know, at my age, I'm 52 now, and I just think I don't need the aggro of everything that I went through previously. I'm not, I've not got the energy to do it anymore either, you know. So I design websites in a day. I've got my processes slick. Um, my clients love what I do. And I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. Yeah. Going back to um, Denise Duffield Thomas, it really is the chillpreneur route for me. We yeah. work with a lot of people who just love what they do. They want to yeah. help people and they want to make a decent amount of money and have a nice life. Yeah. They don't want to get to... I mean, some people we work with really want to be ambitious yeah. and that's great but i'd say the vast majority um just want to do their business do a good job and spend time with their friends and family and earn enough to facilitate all that without having to work you know five till nine instead of the nine to five that's or whatever. posting on social media 60 times a day yeah. or whatever no so that's so we help them be able to do that so that they're yeah. only doing the minimum that they need to do to but actually that's to attract it. clients and actually well, that's get a noble goal isn't it that's you know great you your you life. Know, at one point i did have this urge to you know build empires and i just don't have it anymore i think the thing is is that you realize that when you're building empires you're actually building empires for everybody else yeah i just feel as if what i do now is really truly aligned to me i was going to put together training courses for wix because that that's my main platform do you know what i've shelved them all without even launching i mean i did them all got them all ready and I sat there and I looked at it and thought this just doesn't align to who I am mm. I like that working that one-to-one um so I brought out two new services that are based on one-to-one time instead because I don't want to I don't want to do that big launch all the time yeah, you know? yeah. when people say it's easy but for me it's not easy no. <laughs> the only it's people not telling you it's easy are trying to sell you something exactly you easy. know and i just looked at it and i thought do i want to be doing this huge big launch every three months the answer is absolutely not do you know what um, it's about knowing what you do want and uh, yeah. going for it and you're right getting your business aligned with your values yeah um yeah and yeah people get dragged along thinking oh i should do this and i should be that I pick two gonna... platforms yeah, you exactly. don't need to be everything to everybody, no, no. you know, and I know this sounds awful, but when I first started my business, it was so much easier than it is now to be vocal and to be seen. Yeah. You know, you weren't fighting algorithms the way you're fighting algorithms now. Do lives. Oh, suddenly nobody can get Facebook wasn't monetizing like it is now. No, no. You know, I mean, don't you, th- when you think about it, the likes of Coca-Cola never even put their own websites on the the tv ads they used to put the facebook page on mm-hmm. and then like that facebook removed the facebook pages or oh, didn't remove them but mm. didn't, didn't show people spent millions millions mm. building the facebook following yeah and then communicate with people that they paid millions power facebook have its mouth yeah. isn't it but then you gotta appreciate that it's free it's a free platform so you just gotta 
yeah, yeah. But it's, it's those people that are striving and, and wonder, thinking they're doing something wrong because if they're not in a community of other people that are doing a similar thing or about yeah. other entrepreneurs you might sat on your own you might be sat on your own in your little office thinking am I doing something wrong and it's actually that you're not and if you're around other people like we've got yes. the academy and it's a great community and so people can bounce or they can be like oh, is it smell with me or is like LinkedIn messing up this month or you know yeah. like and you can say actually this is happening that's why don't worry it's not just you because yeah if, if you're in your own little bubble and you're going live every week and then you're um reach is going down and down and down on Facebook Live, you're yeah. going to think it's you. When it's not you, it's Facebook yeah. and their algorithms at that time. But if you're not around other people that are doing it, you, yeah. you just don't know yeah. that. So um, it's power to, yeah. to know that other it people. Is, it, yeah. One of the things that I'm forever saying to people is, you know, find find your tribe, um, you know, find the people around you. As women, we need to lift each other up more. Yes. I understand why they do it but all the groups where they don't allow people to say what they do and you know we're all there for a reason we all want to raise our bit and i'm not saying that every place should be full of adverts yeah but, you know people we need to support each other more yeah, yeah we definitely. need to know what's Better going on where it's yeah. hard it's hard when you run a group because if you say like oh yeah sure shout out what you're doing things you get those ones that you give an inch to take you, you know, the, know. they'll like it doesn't it's, it becomes with, boring to watch doesn't it if it's just it oh, i do this i do this like, there's no yeah. engage there's no way you can engage with that no so it's a happy medium it's it's, yeah. it's got to be i used to run a group that was purely purely come and advertise your stuff because people don't let you elsewhere and it was the same people over and over again yeah. in the end I handed it over to someone else because like and it had 1500 people in it but mm. I was bored of it two questions we always ask all of our yeah. guests are um the first one is what makes you savvy because we're the get savvy club so you can take that any way you like it watching and listening and taking what you can from other people without jumping down one route so for me, it's about, you know, doing a little bit of everything or a little bit of something without doing everything or just doing one thing. You know, so many people will just follow one way of doing things without thinking actually th there's other yeah, things. So being or more flexible. Or do absolutely everything. So don't, you know. Good advice, yeah. Yeah, just just do a, do a little bit. Do the bits that um, are right for you. Yeah, and, and also follow your gut. I've always followed my gut and I've always managed to stay two steps ahead. You know, yeah. something doesn't feel right. There's a lot to be said for that. If it's a short gut or it seems like it's gaming the system or whatever too much, then yeah. it's like, actually, it's probably too good to be true. It seems yeah. too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Just using your common sense, really, mm. and, and sort of following your gut. The other question is to recommend um, a book, so a development book or a business book. I have just finished listening to Jamie Kern-Lima, I don't know whether oh. this one's been suggested before. Believe it. She was the founder of It Cosmetics. And her book takes you through her journey from being rejected for absolutely everything. Mm. And she was really rejected. And she was rejected based on her looks. People wouldn't want to buy makeup from someone that looked like her. Oh, and so what was her name again? Sorry. Amy Lee Kermer. The power of not accepting power. rejection and keeping yes. going. She had rosacea. Her cheeks were... As lots of people do. Yeah. As lots of people do. And she developed cosmetics yeah. to cover the rosacea. And she kept getting rejected by QVC. And, you know, being told it's because of 
people don't want to buy makeup from people like you. She finally, you know, again, struck lucky by being in the right place at the right time. A junior buyer from QVC saw her and put her in front of a senior buyer from QVC. They gave her one shot and she went through this whole trauma of they wanted her to use, you know, the traditional pretty models with flawless skin. And she said, no, this is real makeup for real people. And right before the show, she whipped all her own makeup off and did all the demonstrations on her own. And she became the biggest selling brand on QVC. I love QVC. I'm fascinated by it. Oh, do you know, I'm fascinated by it. We were talking about it the other day, weren't we? Yeah, we were. I'd I'd quite like to go on and just watch it. it. And I just think, (laughs) okay, how how many other ways are you going to talk about this same thing? I'll find another way to talk. But, uh, you know, it's such a skill. I'd be like, well, it's it's this and it looks like this and it does this. Just buy it. In the end, I'd go, what else should we talk about? And buy it. That'd be me in the end. I went through a real insomnia phase for a few years and I used to watch it in the middle of the night. The amount of... Only thing on. I bought. <laughs> I was yeah, just going to say, I, I would buy from it. That's yeah. my problem. I'd be like, I that's a great... Uh, if you can yeah. work on QVC, you can do anything, I think. But that, but right. the, the fascinating thing is, is in in the, the book, is she talks about, you know, the te- they're in her ear all the time telling her, you know, and they'll cut her dead if she's not hitting sale targets. Yeah. You might have a two-minute slot, but they'll take it down to one minute 40 and say, right, you're off. You're oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. brutal. Your story early on, how you how, yeah. how you were talking about how it went so fast with boots and everything, reminded me of how, you know, when you watch Apprentice and how they get thrown into that. And then on The Apprentice as well, they do the shopping channel one too, don't they, with them? And it's yeah. exactly like that. that shows yeah. them just like, and most of them just yeah. die there yeah like actually a friend of mine no Shijita, nothing could repay that if you're just actually quite she was really good actually she actually did it she just you know she did it she was the yeah. best one there but she had a lot of awkward cringe moments but you could probably do it anna i could do it because i don't mind being cringe and awkward i find and it quite also, amusing. Just just keep, and i'll just keep going like yeah. i'll just think that's just yeah. part of it when i got mother care my husband had lost his i think sixth job in three years or something he, he was forever losing yeah. jobs he couldn't hold down a job and he got a little bit of redundancy or severance pay literally a couple of thousand pounds and i said to him right we're going to go and do the baby show and we'd already been to see boots we didn't know whether we were going to get it i turned up at the baby show and managed to get the smallest stand like a one by one like 10 foot 10 foot Stanley it was just, in the corner out of the way when no yeah, football. tiny in the innovators corner and I had no backdrops or anything I think I managed to get a roller up down mm. and that was it I I can't tell you how bad the stand actually it was horrible um a table with a tablecloth on and that that was it and stupidly because I'd never done these things I turn up in heels like yeah. I heel bit, right? So by the third day, I can't, I couldn't even stand up. I couldn't walk. I'm all rooted in the spot. And I'm watching all these suits walk down. So you know that they're quite important. Yeah. Just six of them. It was right on the last day, a couple of hours before. And I stepped out in front of the, can I talk to you? No. I said, please, look, you know, my first show, I'm stood here in these bloody stupid boots. I can't move. I can't even walk out in front of you. Just listen to me. No, please. And 
somehow there was you could see there was a main male and female and then the entourage around them somehow we might i said you know they were laughing because i was rumbling about my boots and i managed to pull the male off while my husband my ex-husband pulled off the female lo and behold if we didn't get that blinking order from them and we walked away like, yeah brilliant tenacity you know, and going for it go down and see them will you listen to it no and then we stood there talking about you know where are you going for food after mm. you know and it's just, just old school cheek isn't it it's like it market was, sales, sales out there sod yeah. it what's it matter yeah. and i think that's I what you know it. that's what makes salespeople great salespeople yeah. a lot of the time it's not that they've necessarily got anything more than other people have it's just that they actually just yeah keep going <laughs> keep asking the well, same question it's, in it's a different way perseverance. Yeah. you know and so people said oh could you was death lucky to get the mother care buyers there okay no do you know what two thousand pounds at that time could have paid for food for a couple of months for mm. us yeah or we could get into you know a horrific trade show and, you know, because I didn't even have a product, remember? I was, like, stood there with prototypes. Yeah. And other prototypes. It wasn't even close to the end product. It's a fascinating story, definitely. Yeah. Inspirational. Yeah. Thank you. But uh, it is, it's about keeping going and it's about doing it and it's just about, you know, following your gut on everything. Yeah. You know, I didn't know who the, the, they were, the mother care buyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw six... Just wanted to tell someone about your feet, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, two o'clock. around in your suit on the last yeah, day. I've been here three days. Literally, everyone else was dismantling the stands, and I'm like, yeah, there's a group of people walking towards, yeah. let's just have a go. I used to make my, when I did when I was in recruitment, we used to do expos, and people were like, oh, everyone else is closing down and going, shall we? I'd be like, no. No, last one out. We were like, we're the last one out. First yeah. one's there, last one out. Because And then also, people miss a trick of like chatting to the other people that are running yes. stands as well. People are just there for themselves and the people that are walking around yeah. and think everybody that's in a stand could be like a potential client yeah. or a connection. And they've all got great giveaways. Yeah. Go around and grab all She just goes around for the bags. We always kept with a really small stand because we only had a very small product. But we went to these exhibitions year in year out with the same people and these were big companies and you know what we went drinking with them all we talked to them all they introduced us to their buyers and oh just expand your network how can people find you if they want to find out more about you my website is thrive online t-h-r-i-v-e online.co.uk we'll put the link in the show notes facebook is thriveonline.co.uk if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe awesome so yeah i think we'll all agree that that is a fascinating story isn't it? it doesn't happen to everyone every day and do you know what a lot of people would have had that opportunity and been too scared and not really gone for it yeah. um and or handled it differently they said, or, i can't make it happen that much they would have maybe have said to been people, overwhelmed oh I can't, we can't make it happen but you went out there and made it happen but obviously then had to learn along the way so yeah and things that you don't even think about and you can't think about because they're just not on your radar till it it kind of hits you are they but yeah interesting woman and um funnily enough it just goes to show doesn't it that she's much happier doing what she's doing now being a small business you know earning enough to have a nice lifestyle um and not being like a captain of industry and all the stress that goes it's not all about um you know a seven-figure turnover is it Definitely not. Some people love that and that's fine. But for others, it's about getting balance in their life and enjoying their life and not being stressed constantly with the legal battles and stuff like that. 
that must just be so stressful with like backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, the letters, and it's never ending. It's dragged out, isn't it? And things. So yeah, just yeah. her relief when she just went, yeah, li- liquidize it. Sounds good. Put it into liquidate. Liquidize Liquidize it. Liquidize it. <laughs> Take it into a smoothie. Smooth it up. Juice it. <laughs> Juice that fucking business. <laughs> and then everyone can fuck up. <laughs> but it's quite funny how someone put her on to that and she went, Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Go for it. Yeah, I love that. I love that about her. Because I've I've not really that kind it, of person where I make massive decisions just like that. Yeah. I'm getting better, but yeah, yeah. I'd it's good to make a decision and then just go right, okay, rather than just you know like closing our massive Facebook, our free Facebook group, three and a half thousand people in it, and we're like, shut it down. And our coach yeah. said it to us and I instantly just felt better. Felt relieved, yeah. Yeah, weight off her shoulder rather than pushing it along and yeah. pushing it up a hill felt a bit like, didn't it? So anyway, what we are adding into the podcast for you lovely listeners is um, a section in the interview, so in the back end of it, about something we get asked because actually I think we did a, a quickie the other day about how um, you can use frequently asked questions as your content. Um, and then we always say when people go through our programs, they get to join a Facebook group that's unique for whatever program they're going through. And um, sometimes people message us directly with a question about it. And we say, oh, put it in the Facebook group because um, firstly, everyone can benefit from the answers. And secondly, you know, we get inundated. If everybody's going to message us separately, we can't possibly cope with that level of um, of messaging. So, you know, it's really helpful. And then I thought, you know what, we have a podcast. Um, so wouldn't it be helpful to kind of pick some of those questions and answer them so that everybody gets the benefit on the yeah. free podcast as well as being in paid memberships or programs or what have you um so i've got a question today that i got asked the other day um which is a bit random but is very important in terms of the answer but if you have a question that you want us to answer about social media then just send us an email on info savvyclub.co.uk this question is um and let's see if you understand what i mean anna how can um writing about biscuits make me more money so we have an awesome product called Daily Dave. And Daily Dave is 90 days of content. Um, but there's not just one Daily Dave. There's like four Daily Days. But the first ever Daily Dave, the first question tells people to ask people about their biscuits. And so many people are outraged, like Anita said right there. They're like, what? I'm not going to mm, – what? Why are people interested says, in that? It put a post on your platform of choice and say, what's your favourite biscuit? The reason you're doing that is for engagement because everybody has a favourite biscuit or an opinion on a favourite biscuit or wants to put their two cents in. And it's easy. It's You don't have to think too much about it. And it's, it's just a bit of fun. Fun, guys, remember that. Uh, work is not all supposed to be not fun it's supposed to be fun as well and when you are at in an office you would have a water cooler moment where you chat to people people often bring in biscuits to, when i was at recruitment people always brought in biscuits to say thank you for buying job you know getting them a job or helping them recruit somebody it's the and best it's part of your that. day if you work in an office getting a few what? free biscuits oh god no someone doing a costa run for me Usually, to be fair, it was me doing the Costa run because I didn't want to actually make any coffees for anyone. So I'd go, oh, do a Costa run. Um, But but yeah, so that's a reason to. So you probably, you, mate, not all of you, but some of you probably do roll your eyes when you see those types of posts. Um, So then you feel that if you're a serious person, can you really go out with those kind of posts? And you totally need to because if all you're doing is posting, on social media about your industry, tell you something, no one cares about your industry. No one, like people that, our clients don't actually care about 
the hottest thing that's going on in social media right now. They don't care about our industry, the coaching industry. They don't care about business mentor industry um, or anything like that. They just care about, are we going to help them get more clients and make more money? So you've got to think about your industry. If you're in engineering, talking about engineering is not useful to someone. But if you, and people can't engage with it, but they can engage with a biscuit. And they're not going to pay us money if they don't like us. It mm. doesn't matter if we can get them the results they want. They've got to work with mm. us and they've got to like know us, like us and trust us. So if all we're talking about is, oh, we've got a membership and you get this bonus and it costs this much money or, you know, that's really boring and hard if to engage all with. All I did every single day is go out with a, a post about what I do, who I am, what yeah. I offer and how you can buy from me like it just wouldn't work so you have to trust the process trust daily dave is there to help you but yeah the- well, we have something like six million bits of information coming at us at any one time all the wow. time so our brain has to filter it out or our heads would explode and so what it does is it filters out the things that you're interested in and people are more likely to be interested in a picture of a biscuit and a question about a biscuit than they are about the detail of where you went to university and what, you know, if you're a nutritionist, what training and qualifications you've got. That's not interesting. Nobody cares about your nutritional qualification. Yeah. So it's about engaging people, isn't it? It's just the same as when we go to networking, we have a little chat. We don't all just talk about what we do or go in and hand out corporate brochures. I'll give you a real life example of the biscuit thing, because the thing that I went to on, on Wednesday, the money mindset thing, the guy that was running it came in and I spidey sensed it at the corner of my eye, came in with a whole ton of donuts. Everyone had already had like the dinner, the lunch. And I saw the, crisp, I saw the saw the crispy, how do you say it? How do you Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I say crispy creme. Because you're wrong. Comes in, saw it at the corner of my eye. Obviously, you know me and Eta. I was straight over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then... First. Collect, then there's other people that are there and then we're all chatting about how bad donuts are for you. It's, and it's it started bonding, off, isn't it? multiple conversations and I was like oh I like them ones the best and this guy was like going do you know that this is bad because of this this and I was like yeah but you're eating it still and he was like yeah and then somebody else was saying I'm not gonna have it because I'm being good and it just started this whole new like group of I bet the energy in the room raised oh yeah with that sugar rush yeah (laughs) they probably didn't want the carb coma that happens you know like when you go to those Mm. events it's a tough gig isn't it you're the one straight after lunch because everyone's like so they probably thought I know I'll Mm. get some crisps Christmas yeah, cramming. it's the online equivalent of that. It's just having a little um, brief two minutes out of your day to comment on that. And then because all these people have commented, that mm. algorithm will go, well, this person's got interesting mm. stuff. All those people like it. When you put out your next post, it will show it to those people and yeah. more. So, um, yeah, give it a go. and put out Abracadabra, isn't it? That is why writing about biscuits will ultimately make you more money. Anita, what, what's your favourite biscuit? Do you know what? I struggle with this and I invented the question and I struggle to bloody answer it because I'm so greedy. What I tend to do is say, well, I don't like a fig roll. I don't like a Garibaldi. Um, I don't like a custard cream. Apart from that, I don't think there's a biscuit I won't have a go at. Yeah. Round your house, you have rich teas, don't you? Well, because I find, because I, I eat too many biscuits, so I think I feel virtuous eating them. 
Yeah. I, I like those... choose them, but they're my they're like a diet biscuit, aren't they? They're me being like good. I don't think there's a diet biscuit. <laughs> there is the diet biscuit. <laughs> uh, I think you lose weight eating them. <laughs> oh well, get me another packet. I like those posh foxes ones. You know, oh, yeah. like them like, sandwich. Know, yeah, the sandwich. You no, know, like triple chocolate. chock or whatever. Yeah. And I also like when you go to Marks and Spencer's and they have like a Christmas like selection and there's one that has like oh, yeah. extra chocolate around it and stuff. There's there. some biscuits, there's some nice ones, and they're literally like 200 calories a biscuit, and I can eat the whole packet. That's like That's your day's cool. calorie allowance in just a few biscuits, isn't it? Yeah. So I try not to do that too often. Yeah, but Christmas is coming, so, you know, send them biscuits our way. Fat and the duck. That's yeah. me. I was referring to myself as the duck there. <laughs> quite, quite. I don't know, anyway, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm going to duck anyway, off now because it's Friday evening. Yeah, it's like five. It's, it's like, you know, it's past seven o'clock now. So when we're doing yeah. this tail part of this thing. So with a sofa go. with my name on it. Yeah. That's oh. how exciting it is. I'm, going, I'm off to the right, next um, room to sit on the sofa. <laughs> I'm walking out of this office round the corner and into the living room <laughs> excited stuff yeah. brilliant okay cool well uh we'll see you all on the next episode now no doubt guys and if you want to steal that flipping biscuit post make sure you tag us in yes do us the courtesy of that and if you tag see a biscuit post anywhere and you roll your eyes it's because of us think of yes or ask the question oh you're just you engaging it club. yeah you only get savvy club yeah probably that'll are. throw them yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.